Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, John, how was that turkey? Did you get a good nap in? I did get a good nap, man. Thanksgiving was great. Had some time we spent with the family. I was down at the farm, you know, doing some things I hadn't done in a long time, cutting wood and things like yeah, that, yeah, chopping a little, little mishap. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. break a toe or two. Yeah. It's been a while since I've done it, but uh, no, it was great to be down there with family, and I'm super excited because we're now in the season of Advent, brother. Yeah. Like, right? We just went through the first Sunday of Advent and just excited for this season where we're called to remember the coming of the Lord and and just really what Advent means in our life. And we're going to be talking about that today. I had a lot of people ask, you know, exactly what is Advent really about? What does it mean in our lives besides just this season? So we're going to get into all of that here in a minute. But first, I want to go through a couple things. You know, we've been excited to announce something um, over the last few weeks, and I've been waiting to do it, and today is the day. So we are putting together our first retreat, have put together our first in-person live retreat. So many guys have written in for a long time and said, man, when can we do something live and bring all these guys together in the community and uh, you know, and just have a chance to come in and in, in, in to you know enjoy time with you, all of those things. So we finally sat down and we put together a retreat that's going to take place here in Memphis, Tennessee, in our hometown at our retreat center, Our Lady Queen of Peace, out in Danceyville, Tennessee. It's about forty miles to the east of Memphis, so you would fly mm-hmm. into Memphis or drive you know to the retreat to the retreat center. But it's going to take place there, February the fourth through the sixth. Now this is going to be an amazing weekend. We're going to have multiple talks. I'm going to give a few talks. Deacon Jeff's going to be there. He's going to give a talk on grace. If you heard us talk before about Father Gio and Father James Martell, they're both going to be there um, for confession, adoration, for mass. Father Gio is going to do his amazing healing holy hour that so many of you guys have heard us talk about here on before. It's quite profound. Right. It's amazing. And so the whole weekend is going to be a weekend about our identity, restoring Mm -hmm. our identity. It's called the Restored Retreat. So we're going to show up Friday. We're going to have dinner and all that provided. There's a place to stay for everybody that comes at the retreat center. All that's included. It's $350 right now, early bird pricing. You can go to justagownthepew.com and go to the events page. And right there in the middle of the page, you'll see where you can sign up for the retreat. Now, there's only space for about 23 more people. Um, We did put it out to the members first that are in the community. um, And now we've only got space for about 23 more folks. So if you're interested in this, you need to sign up now. Um, You'll fly into the airport. You'll have to get a car and then make your way to the retreat center. But once you're there, we're going to fill that weekend with everything that we've talked about here that Victor and I talk about in our own men's group, just fellowship and worship and formation and and service to each other. It's going to be a great weekend. It's not just going to be about talks and and hammering you all day with sitting down and listening to somebody. We're going to have plenty of free time to get up, to get to know one another, to enjoy each other. We're going to have a cocktail night, cigar night. We're going to have a bonfire. We're going to have plenty of things to do to bond uh, through fellowship as well as the spiritual life. So again, if you're interested in that, you need to go and, and try to sign up now because the spaces are going to go quick. It's limited there. We don't have a huge retreat center. It's it's nice. It's on 130 acres, plenty of place to to enjoy yourself. But as far as the is the uh, the sleeping arrangements, there's only a small area for that. So we've got 23 spots left. You can sign up today at justagownthepew.com. 
and uh, go to the events page and then you can see retreats there and you'll be able to fill out everything there. You're going to get a free t-shirt. You're going to get all kind of stuff to leave with that weekend. But I'm just excited to finally do this and to bring some of these brothers together from around the country to really just continue to grow and walk down this narrow road that we've all been walking together. So again, you can sign up for that retreat February the 4th through the 6th here in Memphis, Tennessee at justagownthepew.com to the events page, and then you'll see the retreats there in the middle. Um, I also want to talk about and say thank you to all the people that have invited us to come to their parish in 2022. The calendar has been filling up. Um, you know, We have had a lot of requests to go and do these restored parish missions. Uh, and to start men's groups in these parishes. So, you know, I'm going out of town a lot on Fridays and doing the training on Fridays, giving a talk Friday night and giving two Saturday morning uh, to complete the retreat and just helping them start those vibrant men's groups. We've been able to do that in three or four places in 2021 since we started in the fourth quarter of the year. But now we're really, God is just really opening the door for us to go and to help establish these men's groups and these retreats all over the country. And it's bearing great fruit. So I'm really excited about that. If you're interested in bringing uh, me to do a parish retreat and to help you start a men's group in your parish, if you're one of the guys out here that's heard Victor and I talking about you know, the, the benefits and, the, and the, just the blessings we've experienced through our own, you can go and you can go to the Book Me page, same place as the retreat page. You can go there and at the bottom of that page is Book Me and you can submit a request uh, and then we can start working to come there and to start a men's group in your parish to speak uh, on the, you know, for the retreat and everything else. So all that can be found on that Book Me page too. Uh, the last thing I really want to address here is also we're coming to the end of the year. You know, we're about to start talking about Advent in a second when we really get into the show. But it's also the time of year where people think about giving, right? Where for tax purposes, for business purposes, they think about giving. And guys, we have sat down with our board and we have planned a lot of things for 2022 and beyond. The Lord has blessed us through a lot of these appearances on other shows. And it's really gotten more of the ministry out there more. And and it's it's growing. But to continue to do what we need to do to reach men, we need funds. And, you know, the narrow road every month is growing and growing. Well, we have to have money to go ahead and pre-print and pre-order narrow roads to be ready for the groups and the men that want to join individually. And that takes money, right? Upfront money to be able to have those things ready. So we need money for that. We need support for that. We're also in the middle of, you know, I told you, Victor, probably the reason I was late getting here today is because I had a concrete truck in my in my driveway. Angela and I have, have decided to add on to the house and build a studio and an office space where we can really take the ministry to the next level. We can start and grow a YouTube channel. We're going to have cameras and all this equipment everywhere and really start being able to do training videos for men's leadership and all of that stuff that goes along with our groups. But all of that takes money. Angela and I are, are funding the building of our house because it's part of our house. But the stuff that goes in there, the things that we're going to need, the cameras, the the computers, the the just the equipment we're going to need, um, it takes it takes funds, but all of this is going to reach out to more men, right? To to continue to push this message that God is is giving us to do through just a guy in the pew and pew ministries out to more people, so that we can help more people come to know Jesus Christ. That's what our mission has been and always will be: is to bring people in a greater relationship with Jesus Christ, so they can become the men that God calls them to be. So I humbly ask you. If you're looking for a place to donate money or to give money here at the end of the year, please consider giving it to, uh, to us here at Pew Ministries. We're a 501c3. Anything you give is, is going to be tax deductible. Um, and you'll get a letter from us at the end of the year or before tax time, uh, you know, where you can go ahead and take that off your taxes. But you can do all of this at uh, www.donorbox.com 
dot org slash pew now that's on our page too so if you go to just a guy on the pew.com you'll see support up there you click it you can go there you can make a one-time donation a monthly donation an annual donation whatever you want to do but just know that every bit of that money that you give is going to go towards growing this ministry and reaching more people in order to bring them to jesus christ so ahead of time if any of you decide to give i just want to tell you thank you and we appreciate you for listening and also for being so generous with uh with your your means and with your with your support. So thank you for that. All right, Victor. So we're going to get into the show now. Um, so I mentioned that this is what is Advent really about? That's really what the name of the show is today. And, and, you know, when we get into these seasons of the church, there's an excitement there, right? And, and it's a different time in the church and they really serve as a reminder. The church gives them to us as a reminder of, of not only just the season, but how we're supposed to live our life always. And Advent is no different. Now, sometimes it, it, it plays second fiddle to Lent, you know, in, in the year a lot because people put a lot of focus on Lent because obviously of the of the passion and the crucifixion and the resurrection of, of Jesus. But Advent is an equally important season. You know, this is where the Lord, the Word became flesh, mm-hmm. right? This is this is the time where where everything begins and where this time of year we start to remember all those things. And you don't have to be a, a rocket scientist to, to look around the culture and see that every year it seems like, the birth of Christ and, and the Christian principles and the and, and the Christian meaning of, of Christmas time seems to go by the wayside for more secularism and commercialism and all of these things, right? It comes about Christmas lights and blow up Santa dolls outside and all those things versus what it's truly about, which is the coming of Christ. And so a lot of guys have asked about, well, what should Advent really mean? What should it really be about? And so I wanted to address that today uh, here with you, Victor. Okay. Well, I mean, Awesome. Advent's always Thank something, you. Advent is always something that I really liked, even as a kid, because, you know, you had the, growing up, you saw there was like the four candles, right? Well, sure. the one in the middle was the white one. I don't know. For growing up the process, you had like three purple, one pink, and the the white one in the middle. Sure. So it was one of those things where you kind of saw that you, you, you knew where we were each Wednesday leading mm-hmm. up to Christmas. It's like a countdown, you know, for sure. kids. Um, but the thing is, the bonus is that you, you talk about how important the establishment of the faith is in the, the church as a whole, you know, but like I think we, we kind of just stay on the birth of Christ and we don't move through the process of the Advent. You know, right. we don't move through all the things he's preparing us for and all the aspects we need to kind of remove ourselves from uh, any any ideas of who we think we need to be. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because we, we all have an idea who we who we think we are, but we don't always behave that way. Sure. Right? And then until we have Christ in our, our lives, we see ourselves as who, who Christ can see us of through our faults and realize we have to work on that. You right. know? And that's really what, what I want to get into today is just the other meanings of Advent. I mean, of course, we're all drawn to the to the baby Jesus in the manger right. and, the, and the scene. And a lot of times that can be sort of commercialized too, to just be about that moment mm-hmm. instead of what he's coming to do, right? Why did he come here? And, and he even says, you know, at one point, to Pilate, you know, when he's there on trial, he said, it was for this that I was born and for this that I came into the world to testify to the truth. That's John 18, 37. And, and so there's a greater meaning than Christ coming than just a, a, a nice, cute little scene in a manger. No, he came for a purpose, and that was to reconcile us to the Father, to, um, to, to have us repent and start mm-hmm. to live the life that we're called to live. Uh, so that we can go forever because there's going to be a second coming of Christ. And that's another part of Advent and what it means. So I just want to start there. Like, first of all, Advent, the word Advent comes from the Latin uh, word advino, which means to come to. 
and refers to the coming of Christ. The word coming really has three meanings here. It doesn't just mean, okay, well, the coming of Christ, yeah, he was born, he was born in a manger, and we know that part, and then, you know, you get into the rest of his life. Now, there's actually three comings here. There's actually three advents within the advent. And the church, you know, tells us that the first one is Christ coming into the mm-hmm. world through his birth at Christmas. Like what we see, what we know, what most anybody would Word say. Word made flesh, yeah. Right, right. yeah. When, when most people, that's what most people would give an answer to if you said, what is Advent? What's well, the birth of Christ? But there's a deeper meaning to them, right? The second coming is the coming of Christ in our lives through the grace and the sacraments, right? That everyday coming of Christ into our life. That it's not just about his birth and his death. It's about everything in between in our life each and every day as a constant of who Christ should be and what he should mean in our life. And then you have the third, which is obviously the second coming of Christ. So when we look at Advent, we really have to to focus on all three. You know, everything from the way we were raised and just through the commercialism and all this stuff, it's all about that first Advent, which is very important. If Jesus wasn't born and didn't come and take on flesh, then none of the rest of it would matter. Right. But the fact is, we have to move into what comes next. Like after that birth, what are we called to? So that's what I want to focus on in the last two. And, and when, as I was looking at this, I found a quote from John Paul II, which you know I love when I find quotes mm-hmm. from him, just because he he's, seems to have gold almost every time he opens his mouth right. or opened his mouth. You know, uh, thank you for all the times that you did, Saint John Paul II. But he says here the litur- the liturgy of Advent helps us to understand fully the value and meaning of the mystery of Christmas. It's not just about commemorating the historical event, which occurred 2,000 years ago in a little village of Judea. Instead, it is necessary to understand that the whole of our life must be an advent, a vigilant awaiting of the final coming of Christ, to predispose our mind to welcome the Lord, who, as we say in the creed, one day will come again to judge the living and the dead. We must learn to recognize him as present in the events of daily life. Therefore, Advent is, so to speak, an intense training that directs us decisively towards him who already came, who will come, and who comes continuously. So this is what he's saying there, is that our whole life is, is supposed to become an Advent, right? It's not just supposed to be this one little section in time, this, this you know, 30 days or 25 days of Advent, you know, from December 1st through, through, um, through, through Christmas Day. It's, it's for the rest of our life, you know, it's, it's, it's for every moment of our life to understand, yes, there was this great moment in history where Christ came and he took on flesh and that started everything, but we have to be about the rest of what he talked about, right? I came to testify to the truth. That means, as everybody always says, we're supposed to emulate Christ, we're supposed to be like him, then we have to testify to the truth. We have to live that truth in our life each and every day, and that's what Advent calls us to. So, you know, I want to read a little bit from the beginning of John, because I think it's so relevant here as we as we start to talk about Advent and the coming of Christ, just this prologue, if you will, in, the, in, in John chapter 1. And it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things came to be through Him, and without Him nothing came to be. What came to be through Him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And it says, a man named John was sent from God. He came from testament, for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him. But the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. 
who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory and the glory as of the father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified at him, cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace in the place of grace. Because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. That's the beginning, and it's such a powerful, powerful reading that I think sometimes we can skip over and read through very quickly. But this is this is basically an eye-opener for Advent, right? It, it talks about he was there in the beginning. Advent sort of brings the beginning and the end all together, right? That we focus in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's telling you right there that Jesus has always been, and that he, he had a hand in the creation of the world and everything that we see, and that Advent is a call for him when the world became flesh, as it says, and dwelt among us. It's a call for the light to come into the world, and that so the world come, could come to know him, accept him, and start to live the way that he's called us to live. But it says there at the end, you know, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. It talks about him being there in the beginning and him being there at the end. And that's what Advent is a reminder of, is that it's not just about this one moment in time. Advent encompasses all of it, that we should come to know that there was someone, a God that loved us enough to take on flesh, to come down into this world, to be born into a food trough, right? A call back to the Eucharist, right? A, a feeding place, back to the bread of life, which became flesh. And that we're to understand that, and not, but not stop there. To understand that there's a constant call to be different in this world, to be the light, the true light that which enlightens everyone, as it says here in John. That was Christ, but we're supposed to be other Christ in this world, right? We're supposed to be the light to the world. So this is what a call is, is this is what the call of Advent is, is to understand the word was made flesh, but has the word been made flesh in your life? That's what we're really talking about here, because there will be a second coming. And that's what this reading alludes to too, alludes to too is is that it's not just over when you when you put up your Christmas lights. It's not over when you put up the tree and you start turning your eyes towards Valentine's Day and, and, and St. Patrick's Day and Lent and all that stuff. No, it's a constant advent in your life that we have to get to where we are understanding who we're supposed to be and living that out in our life each and every day. And what you're talking about is a changing relationship of, of God and of, of Christ in your life. It's kind of like this where... Before we were really knowing about who God was in our life or who Christ was in our life, other than our parents telling us one or the other, we, we begged for things. We, we say, God, please this, please this. Nothing wrong with asking, but begging and asking is different. Mm-hmm. Like the centurion, when, when Jesus came to Capernaum, the centurion went up and says, Lord, I have a sick servant. You know, he's paralyzed. And Jesus says, I'll come with you. He says, you don't have to. Just say the word, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, you're not, you can't come into my house. I'm not worthy, Right. So he gave a statement saying, I already believe that you're going to do what you're going to do. You know, and I think we have to kind of change from the begging sense of before Advent in our lives to where we're living in the Advent of lives where we're just saying, God, you know what I need. I have faith that you will give me what I need and just know it's going to happen. And yeah. that's, a, that's a change of our, our, of our thought, but it's also the change of how we live in the, the sense of the gospels coming to life for us. Right. And that's the thing is, is, you know, what, what's so funny to me, or what's not so funny to me, but what is 
you know, what Advent is a call to for me, like I said, was from a beginning and the end, you know, mm-hmm. from, from, from God, Jesus being present in the beginning of everything, and then we'll be there present at the end of days to judge everybody, right? And we had a reading over the last few days where it's like, and it will affect everybody is basically yeah. what the reading said. Like, no one's going to hide from this. No one is going to be, um, you know, able to escape from the, this, this second coming, this judgment, whether right. you believed him or not, we're all going to have to face this. And, you know, it tells us that, that there's there's consequences to these things of how we live our life and that's what these seasons are called to is is a reminder from the church a pleading of a sense to say like remember who you are remember what you're called to be remember what was done for you and that's what advent is too um but i always like to think of this as like jesus was born he came in this world for the purpose of dying so that basically we may have life because of that we're called to die so that we can be reborn in him, right? And, and so you have Jesus who, who is God, who has no, didn't have to come here, but loved us so much that he did, that he became flesh for the sole purpose to give his life so that we may have life. But we don't have that life mm-hmm. unless we choose to die to ourselves and to the world and the flesh and the devil and to be reborn in him. And I'm not trying to sound like a you know Protestant in saying that, but when we're baptized, we are reborn in the spirit, in the truth, right? Through the water. You must be reborn of the spirit and the water, right? That's what Jesus says to Nicodemus, right? When he's like, how do you, you know, how are you born again of a woman? And he says these things to him. This is what we have to get in our life. That our faith isn't about just going through these seasons and smiling and saying, well, that's nice. Or, or I'm giving this up for Lent or, or I'm, I'm working my chocolate advent calendar every day. It's about understanding that there is a, that Christ has done his part, that he's come and he's done something that he didn't have to do, and that there is a response that is demanded of us, right? Now, he doesn't make us. We, we have free will. Jesus, it, it pains him for those that turn away from us, I'm sure, from him, I'm sure. He's not going to force us. But his sacrifice, his coming to that manger in a few weeks, demands a response in our life. Right? It demands, I've given my life for you. Now you must give your life for me. He says that again and again and again in the scriptures. Right, To give your life. to You, you will be divided. In fact, he, I've got another verse here where he says in Luke 21, 13, and this is in your Bible, the heading would say the coming persecution. Mm-hmm. It's when he's telling the disciples that th- this will be a time for you to bear witness. This is when he's saying, you know, a house will be divided and you will be persecuted and you'll be hated because of my name and, and because of me. This is the life that we're called to, right? Is that we're called to bear testimony to what? The same thing Jesus was called to bear testimony to, the truth, right? The truth of everything. And and so in this Christmas season, you know, this Advent season, we have an opportunity as Christians to really exemplify what this life should look like by the way that we treat people, by the way that we live our life, by giving ourselves fully into the, the spiritual practices we need in our life to stay close to Christ. I mean, again, we talked about the second, you know, the second advent was grace and the sacraments. This is why you see confession available more than usual during advent. This is why, um, this is another opportunity for you to go to any mass you want to all day long to participate in the Eucharist, right? This is that constant coming of Christ in our life and the gifts of the sacraments that he's given us so that we can do the things that he told us to do so that dying to ourselves becomes easier, right? It becomes more of a routine for us 
through the gifts that he's given us because he knows we can't do it alone. And so he's continually, as John Paul II said, who comes continuously, he's continually coming in our life again and again through the Mass, through confession, through the sacraments, through the Eucharist, all of these things. And so like that is what Advent is really about. It's not about just you know, a reminder solely that Jesus was born. It's it's a call to repent. It's a call to ch- to turn away from the things in your life. Conversion of faith. Yeah, right, yeah. that are keeping mm-hmm. you from living this life to the full. And so this Advent, like, while it's great to get presents and give presents and, and to appreciate those in your life, nobody's knocking that. That's a fun part of the season. But the main part of what we're involved in Advent for is understanding that there was a God who loved us so much that he sent his only son of his own choosing, that only son chose to come here to be born as humbly as you possibly could into a feeding trough, which would lay, where he would later become our food in the Eucharist. And he constantly comes to us that way. And that he's calling us as a loving God to always keep our mind forward to the end of days. Whether that comes, whether we're on this earth or it comes after we're dead and gone, that we have lived a life that he has called us to so we could be with him forever and bring as many people as we can with us along the way. This is what Advent means. This is what Lent means. This is what the entire liturgical year of the church is about. It's not about just having a season in your life, but turning your life into a continual season of the understanding of what Christ is calling us all to and to adopt this as a way of life constantly in your life. That's what it's meant to, is to help us understand that need to die to self, to understand that Jesus is always present and always there to walk with us through this life, yearning and, 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 and desiring for us to come to know him greater, to come to know him better so that we can we can feel the grace in our own lives, but then we can go out and give what we receive to others and bring them into that same knowledge. This is what we're here for as men, is to be this light in the world, right? To When you light your Advent candle, when you put the candles in the window, just think to yourselves, this is a sign, this is a symbol, this is a call for me to be the light in the world that Christ has called me to be. He has done so much for me. He continues to do so much for me. It is a response that is, is, that is needed from him for us to go and be his hands and feet in the world. And it starts here at Advent as a reminder to be what he was for the world, another person that is reaching out and showing people that there's hope and love and mercy and grace and forgiveness for each and every one of us. So guys, I hear that music. Advent is more than just a season. It's a way of life. Let's do our best to make sure it becomes our way of life. So let's take it to prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, the greatest thing that ever happened to the world is that you took on flesh and came into it. You came to reconcile us to the Father and to call us to repentance. Help us to remember that Advent is more than just a celebration of your birth. Remind us that it's a call to a new way of life. And Lord, place within us the desire to make an Advent of our entire lives. In the name of the Father, Father, and the the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.